Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual Podcast. I am your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the alcoholism subreddit. Oh my goodness, I actually got that right for once. <laughs> but before we get into that, if any of you guys are new here, first off, welcome. This is basically what I do. I just go to different subreddits that have anything to do with mental health and try and give some generalized advice and try and learn something new. But I am by no means a professional, so feel free to take my advice with a grain of salt or apply it to your life however you see fit. So um, one of the things, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, up, I'm, I'm coming up on my three-year anniversary of being completely sober. And it's funny, I don't really, you know, I'm not going to do anything like crazy for it. Um, <laughs> sorry, the way I, I worded that was actually not the best. Like, I'm not going to do anything crazy for it, like break it. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, just because I think it's more important to, uh, the, 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 not that there's anything wrong with celebrations or anything like that, but sometimes I feel like the part, the, the, for me, like, I don't know how you guys are, but when I celebrate, I mean, I celebrate, you know, uh, things, you know, I, I celebrate hard, um, like during holidays and stuff, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, you couldn't tell me to put the darn fork down like that, that that i'm going to fill myself up until i literally cannot move um by the way that is what happened last thanksgiving i literally like it was it was i i was done man i was done so so yeah it, it at least for me um i i don't like to celebrate things like too hard um because i end up going overboard with them ev eventually so um, but yeah, you know, I, I, coming up on my, my three year anniversary, it's been very interesting because I've wondered, um, you know, I, I'm, listen, I always have this, this nagging feeling in the back of my head where it's like, well, how long is this going to last? Right. Um, I want it to last for, you know, for the rest of my life because I feel better this way. And it was interesting. I was listening to Ron White. I don't know if you guys know who Ron White is. He's most, uh, I knew him originally from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour with Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Ingvall, uh, Ron White, obviously, and Larry the Cable Guy. And, you know, he, he would always bring up a scotch, I think it was a scotch, up to the stage. He'd always be smoking like a cigar or something like that. And yeah, he would just be, he'd just be chilling up there uh, drinking. And that was what he was known for. And it was interesting. He was on this episode of Two Bears, One Cave with Tom Segura. You can, you guys can go look that up. Um. It's their most recent episode, and he he's he's just recently quit. Now he did a couple of uh, uh, trips, like ayahuasca trips. He does like mushroom mushrooms now, um, and you know he eventually reached his limit. I mean, I think he is huh? How old is he? I think he's sixty five. No, I mean he's either fifty five or sixty five. I think he's sixty five. Um, but you know he started to just realize. You know he 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 was just drinking too much, and and especially. During the pandemic, uh, he ended up, uh, you know, getting to the point where, uh, what, what, what do you say? Oh, he had like the scotch, you know, in the cabinet. But then during the pandemic, he just put it on the table so he could just keep drinking it. And that's that's a really, you know, that's a pretty good sign that something's wrong when you have the, the alcohol out on the table instead of in the cabinet. So anyway, yeah, he, he decided to, you know, stop and, and did that. And uh you know, by the way, I, I don't I don't judge anybody based off of what they do to quit, whatever they need to quit, as long as they quit, right? Uh, through through uh, him, he ended up using ayahuasca and shrooms to uh, to to quit, 
do what you guys got to do. Uh, always, obviously, uh, he did like a very, what do you call it? Like a, a very uh, expensive one where he goes all the way down to like another country and they have a resort and stuff where they just, you know, everybody's tripping off of ayahuasca. Um, but yeah, it's very, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, listen, I, I hear about that all the time. Uh, I, uh, for me personally, I tell, I, I tell people I'm not a, I don't, I don't um, encourage people to macro dose because uh, especially if they're listening to this podcast, because macro dosing, if you have not dealt with your stuff, uh, macro, sorry, macro dosing with, with uh, psilocybin or, or mushrooms, uh, magic mushrooms could have a, a very bad effect for people who have never faced their demons before. Um, I have seen it happen where people have spiraled out. Now, in all the times I have, it was after it was like post uh, a couple. Of, it was sorry, it was a couple of years after you know the, the fifty-one fifty. So, and even then, I would say that I probably shouldn't have done them. Uh, last time I tripped was probably twenty eighteen, I think. Um, and so, is that right? Twenty eighteen, I think. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, and you know, if you want to, if you want to microdose, maybe you can do that. Um, and then I also hear about. Um, uh, therapy sessions that people do with them. So the, the, just throwing that out there, you know, I, I, I listen, I tape my, my, I tape my mouth shut in at night. So, you know, if you guys want to, if you guys want to do, uh, you know, I do that for better sleep and, you know, listen, I, I I'm always, uh, I'm always fine with uh, people doing alternative therapies if that works for you. Um, but you know, always, you know, make sure you check with a doctor, make sure you check with a professional, make sure you, uh, don't, don't get this stuff on, off the street. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Anyway, let's go over to the next post here. On my day one again, LOL, first thing I noticed while driving today is a quote-unquote recovery billboard. Sometimes it's the little occurrences like this that help me get rolling. Awesome. And listen, Dave, it, it, how, there's so many people who... Um, so many people who relapse with alcohol that it's not um uh it, 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 it's a common occurrence sorry i was looking it up according to the national institute of drug abuse around 40 to 60 percent of people with substance use disorders uh, actually i was hoping that would be alcohol in particular but whatever uh experience a relapse um and then alcohol relapse may be even higher since it's more available than other substances. So, um, yeah, and I, I think I would say it's probably closer to 60. Um, this is just me throwing out a number, but I would say it's even it's probably even closer to maybe it might be 60 to 70. I don't know. Oh, here's a OK. Actually, no, it's alcohol relapse occurs in almost one third of recovering alcoholics during their first year of sobriety. OK, so that's OK. Um, Listen, it is what it is what it is, right? As long as you get back on the horse is the main thing. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Let me. There was another person. Uh, sorry. Uh, let, let me read this other post here because it goes into it. Day one again. I don't know how to break this. I do one day, occasionally up to four days, but then relapse. I've read the books. I'm not sure how to break free. Appreciate you all, though. Good luck. It's a bit of a habit. Um, listen. This is something that will happen with you. This is something that will um, 
it, it will happen. Listen, I, I've been trying to uh, kick porn for a while now, and you know this is my first couple couple weeks. No, week and week and a half or two weeks, I think that I've been able to kick it for a while. And you know, listen, I had to do I had to go to the point where I was like, okay, I'll just do it once a week, and then we'll go from there. And now I feel a lot better. Um, and listen, I've, I've went through this whole song and dance before. And now that I've kind of been through it, I'm like, listen, if it happens, it happens. But I'm not. I, I need to make sure that I get back on the horse again, um, and continue on my mission, uh, and, and you know, do do all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, when we talking, when we're talking, especially about alcohol, listen, it's so readily available. There's so many tempting factors out there you know people people have alcohol at their homes people have alcohol in their fridge uh you know you go to a, you go to a, a restaurant they have an alcohol menu you see people on you know listen i've seen it all you go to the store you have there's alcohol um you know can you imagine if you went to the like sorry i'm not i'm not okay yeah i'm gonna make the comparison um can you imagine if you went to the grocery store and you found crack cocaine on an aisle wouldn't that be crazy and you know, people might be thinking, like, wait a minute, but uh, sorry, alcohol is not nearly as dangerous as cocaine. It might not be, but it has definitely ruined lives. It ruins a lot of lives, and th to say that it doesn't is crazy. And you know, the thing is, I know more people who are destroyed by alcohol than almost any other substance. I'm sure there are like other ones out there, and depending on what region you are, I, I mean, I know in the Midwest, um, meth is a big thing, but um, or heroin are those the same thing? I don't remember, but. Either way, um, you know, I, I, listen, I get it. And I and I understand that there is uh, there's so much temptation out there. As long as you get back on the horse again, there is always hope for a new uh, a, a new uh, stretch of sobriety. So it's always important to remember. Anyway, let's go over to the next post. By the way, this is going to be cut off a little bit short just because um, I have to uh, head over to something today. So. Roommate with severe alcoholism does not care to help himself. Anyways, me and another roommate have told him everything we possibly could to make it clear how, to him how negatively his problem impacts his life and the lives around him. He agrees that he is an alcoholic and that is a problem, but when confronted with the idea of trying to improve or quit, he will not even try. He seems to have no drive to improve himself, and he has passed off the fact that he recently crapped blood for two days as a minor issue. At this point, we are 23 and he is about to move and start a new job. I have no idea how to help him, and I'm holding back on telling his parents because I feel like that would be futile. Plus, I'm not sure how that they could be turning a blind eye to much more at this point. Any advice helps. Thanks. Well, listen, you never know with parents. Uh, they may be turning a blind eye. I don't know how long he's lived with you. Um, but, I mean, listen, there are some people who can hide it really, really well. Um, in terms of him helping himself, I wouldn't... Listen, I think as long as you have said your piece, uh, then have have peace of mind. Uh, as long as you, you've told him what you need to tell him, have peace of mind. You're totally like you, as long as you you've done your best, that's the best you can do with some of these people. Sometimes it takes a real, you know, excuse my language, but it takes a kick in the ass sometimes for people to get um, the help that they need. And it's not always pretty. Um, you know, I listen, I, I've been hearing for years uh, when I sorry, I had been hearing for years when I was drinking, uh, what it was going to do to me. I didn't care because I just kept thinking, well, that's the future me's problem. Well, listen, future me is here. Um, <laughs> from, 
from the the years of drinking uh and i can tell you listen um i don't have any like lasting effects from it thank god um but uh you know I, the memories are still there the the trauma is still there of what i did when i was you know when i was drinking uh and that's not you know i think sometimes we can end up uh we can end up because you know we're looking for the physical effects or anything like that but the trauma of what you do when you're drunk, it, you know, it can last a while, man. There's still things where I'm thinking when I'm th- when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, dude, I can't believe I did that. You know, I can't believe, you know, I can't believe I did that. And um, and unfortunately, this is going to sound really messed up, but that kid is really young, 23. Uh, a lot of times some of these kids don't get help. I mean, I didn't get I didn't I didn't I didn't think about quitting until I was 20. Sorry. What, what was I three years ago? I was 26. 26 um that's pretty late in the game if you ask me um because you know i was spending so much money on alcohol i mean you know i, I have friends that drink now i'm sorry I, i've always had friends that drink but i have friends that drink and uh they they tell me about how much alcohol is and it's like yeah that's you know i mean eight nine bucks a pint like come on dude uh by the way, if anybody is drinking out there uh, and responsibly, uh, you can do better than that. There are definitely bars that, that can give you like two dollar beers. Okay, let's be clear about that. Even then, that's a, that's a rip off because <laughs> you guys you guys can get a six pack for like under ten bucks. So anyway, um, sorry, I feel like I, I I absolutely like countered my point there. But you know, listen, um, sometimes it takes another it takes like an act of god to get somebody out of their their rut and that's just the truth sometimes it's not you that will save them it'll be some random event um and once again as long as you've said your piece and you know if you would want if you would like to you can tell their parents uh just realize that there will be probably ramifications afterwards uh because that person even though he's moving so i guess you don't have to worry about that but um you know there, the the friendship, if there is one, may be affected. But um, yeah, if he if your roommate doesn't care about crapping blood, which I don't know, is that a symptom of alcoholism? I'm not completely sure. Um, but uh, you know, if he's not concerned about that, then I don't know what will stop him. You know, except for like I said, an act of God. But anyway, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and cut it off there. Remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the info box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. Also, I'll have a link to the alcoholism subreddit in the info box as well. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.